Octa Non Verba is a show that's raw and real, featuring hard-hitting interviews with people that live by the ethos of actions, not words. Marcus Aurelius Anderson is a TEDx speaker, best-selling author, veteran, and leadership and mindset coach. With this show, you get to join Marcus as he goes inside the minds and experiences of the world's most successful warriors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and experts. With each episode, you're going to get the philosophies, concepts, tactics, and strategies these leaders use to turn adversity into victory, to live an extraordinary life based on actions, not words. Now, here's your host, Marcus Aurelius Anderson. In this episode of Octanon Verba, we hear part two of my interview with Rafa Kandi, founder of Man of War. In part one, we discussed why every man needs a personal code of conduct, the need to have purpose, and a fire in their gut. You can hear part one of our interview on episode 32 of Octa Non Verba. In part two, we talk coaching, motivation, using fear as a tool to drive you, and how pacified our current society has become. We also talk about why it's so important to invest monetarily in your own personal development. You can find out more about Rafa and Man of War at menofwarcrucible.com. Please enjoy this part two interview with Rafa Kandi, Man of War. We're talking about coaching. How many people do we know that want to make it much more complicated than what it has to be? They want to make it sexier or more exotic, or they want to add these things. When, when we look at it from a Zen perspective, they should be narrowing things down. They should be just taking things away that are not serving them. Say, listen, focus on this one thing. If you can meditate, if you can do Zazen for five minutes and work on your breathing, that is going to serve you so much more than trying to do this new thing or this new thing, or I read this new book. Again, I'm all about reading, but I'm more about execution. And frankly, if you ask somebody right now, if I put a gun to your fucking head and said, what should you be working on? They know. It's like all the answers that they have can be found in the adversity that they are avoiding in this moment. Very true. And to add to that, look, there's only so many ways you can throw a punch. There is only so many ways you can kick, right? There's only so many ways and so many words that you can say to inspire and motivate someone. When you listen to one speaker and another speaker, it's all the same shit, okay? Just spit out differently, right? in their own context, in their own word. And don't get me wrong, it's great to have that motivation and to have that inspiration. People need that. Shit, I need that. You know, all the time. I mean, I, I've con- I'm constantly listening. In the morning when I wake up, I go to YouTube, I get an inspiration, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I love that. But I know that's, that that's just to get me started. That's not going to keep me. Like, I'm not going to think three hours into the day. Well, that YouTube video said, you know, it's not going to work that way. <laughs> so we can sit here and talk for hours and say the same shit over and over and over again. You'll say it one way. I'll say it another way. But it's the same thing. Okay. Simplicity of action, right? Efficiency of movement. That's the key. When we have that efficiency in life and we literally just kind of hack away that baggage, we can move right as warriors. We travel light, right? That's one of the things that I, I teach, right? We are able to turn that corner. We're able to pivot immediately because life, man, you got to stop on a dime sometimes and you got to pivot. So we want to travel light. If we have all that luggage in the back, that's going to slow us down. That's going to make us less efficient. And of course, is going to make things much more difficult for us. 
Yeah. And society, again, that accumulation, we want to accumulate more things because it makes us feel good or it's shiny or it's a status symbol. But like you said, if I'm holding on to a bunch of this stuff and I actually find something that I should be picking up, I don't have the ability. I don't, I don't have enough room on my ruck to put it in there. It's too heavy. I can't carry it. So we have to go through and get rid of all that stuff, unpack the stuff that's not serving us. And these are three steps that I give to my CEOs. The first step is the powerless, the vision, having that very definitive right there. The second step is asking yourself right now, is what I'm doing getting me closer or further away from those things? Period. Because you are either moving closer or further away. There is no middle ground. You can say that there is. And if it makes you feel better and sleep at night, you can say that. But we both know that that's not the truth. And the third thing is to be present. So if you can just make it dead simple like that, you have it written down. And even if I'm on the phone and I'm distracted, pivot. Don't beat yourself up, but audit and say, you know what? I need to be going back to this. You go right back to the powerless. It's right there. There's no emotion. There's no fear. There's no guilt. You just work on it and you keep chipping away and keep laying that brick because until you can do that properly, consistently, you will have these ebbs and flows, highs and lows. And again, entrepreneurs, a lot of people want to put in hundreds of hours in a week, but they don't understand that the things that are monumental are these things that are incrementally done day in and day out from the routine, from the ethos, from the discipline, from the warrior mentality. And until you acknowledge that, until you stop looking for the shortcut and start be willing to do the work, that's the only way you can get there. There's two ways to do it, right? You can do it correctly or again, and that's it. Absolutely. And you mentioned the word there, fear, you know, which is embedded in our society in so many things, you know, fear from being, you know, politically incorrect, fear being ourselves, fear for standing up to our beliefs. So much is literally out there that causes fear to humanity nowadays. Even this COVID, you know, it's the fear mongers and the destruction of businesses, right? That's such a powerful word. As a warrior-minded man, you need to use fear towards your advantage. You want to be able to, to put that in your toolbox. That fear can make things better for you. And I don't mean actually sitting on fear. I mean acting upon it because of it, all right? Because you are so scared that you're going to be a pissed poor brat, okay? That you have no fucking money, all right, out there to take your family on vacation and you're working from nine to five and you are in a rut. That fear of mediocrity should be eating you up alive and you act upon it. All right, that, that's the type of fear that I tell guys, listen, put that in your pocket. Let it eat you up, right? Let it like yeah, go into your soul because that eventually will make you take action. You know, but unfortunately, man, you can say this over and over. Most people live in fear and they'll let that fear eat them up. And next thing you know, they'll roll over and there'll be no action whatsoever. And They'll, de they'll die with fear. That's just the way it goes. They absolutely will. And I think the enemy that you and I both have is mediocrity. That's what drives us. And the thing with society now is it's very easy to be pacified. It's easy to be distracted. It's easy to eat this kind of food or drink this kind of alcohol or have this kind of drug or watch this kind of show. So what it does is it pacifies us to not have to feel that fear. It allows us to kind of circumvent it for the moment until we get to that place where it's like, I just have to get through the day. They pass out, they wake up the next day, and then they don't understand why their life sucks. They don't understand why they don't have any purpose. They don't understand why they don't have any. Even we talked about society and the political correctness. There's going to be some of you that are going to be pissed off by this, but anything that you call toxic, whether it be toxic masculinity or toxic gratitude, 
Anything in excess eventually becomes its opposite. So understanding that having this component, understanding this dark side, there's a time in our lives, I just talked about this with Thick Face Black Heart, that incredible book by Chin and Chu. She got it from Thick Black Theory, written in 1911 by Lee. And it was just like, it was a very raw and real idea. And it's, there's a time in your life when you should turn the other cheek, but there's a time when you should slap back twice so that you are never fucking slapped again. And the people that don't come back and don't have the capacity, they don't have the ability to be violent. Those are the people that do not have a choice in that scenario. So if I can choose to be violent, but I don't do it, that's one thing because I'm a warrior. But those that are going to be playing the victim and don't have the ability to fight back, those are the ones that become more angry. Those are the ones that get stuck in the spiral to where now everybody's out to get them. They're a victim. This person doesn't like me. And if you're a victim, you can't wait to be victimized by anything, whether it be something that somebody said on TV, a shirt somebody's wearing, the way somebody voted, the way somebody doesn't believe or does believe in your religion, whatever it is. If you're a warrior, wars change, but the warrior does not. And that's why it's so important to have this belief system inside you. It should be ingrained in your very existence. No doubt about it. You look around and you see that victim mentality carried by so many people out there, you know, and it's they're just waiting to be victimized or they're waiting for that chance to turn around and say, look, look, you know. So uh, with all that energy that they put into that victim mentality, imagine if they could turn it around and use it and start having a warrior mindset yes. with that, right? The mindset to yes. persevere, to grow, to foster, right? To to cultivate goodness. And, and, and I don't know, it drives me crazy, man. I could sit here and talk for hours about that. It drives me crazy. And I've, I've learned, Marcus, I've learned to, I guess, be a little bit more accepting of people because I realize that I'm not going to change everyone. There was a time in my life where I felt like, you know what, like I could change everyone, Okay. I guess I've turned the corner a little bit and I realized, you know what, I can't change everyone, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to focus my energy 100% on the ones that I believe can be changed to the stronger, right? To live by that code of conduct, to, to be a stronger, you know, leader, father, husband, you know, compassionate individual, to be that warrior that we so desperately need in our society nowadays. And that's where my energy is going to go. It's not going to go to the victim mentality, to the martyr. It's so true. And there's so many people, again, because I, I was the same way. I wanted to save everyone. I was like, if I could just get everybody to listen to this message or, or read this book. But the thing is, not everybody wants to be saved. Just like we're saying, they love to be the victim. They love that place. It's a very selfish place to be. It's a very self-centered kind of place to be. I agree. But with that said, I believe it also stems from their background, from their upbringing, from their, their you know, culture and, and all that. And it's embedded in. However, I'll tell you what, we have so many men in our society that are coming through. When I say society, I'm talking about the MLW society, the men of war society that come through and, and, and go through the crucible. And the crucible is very, very, very difficult. Okay mentally, emotionally. I mean, it'll test you in so many ways, right? We have about a 40% dropout rate, washout rate. So when these men graduate, you know, one of the things that they'll tell you is that even if some have a little bit, little bit of that victim mentality going in, you know, where within a few days it gets changed dynamically because nobody feels sorry for anybody. And I'll tell you what, Marcus, the key is to how do you change that is by being around other people that you see that these guys, these men next to you 
are struggling, are struggling, man, and they're barely holding on, right? And somehow, some way, they still have the energy to turn around and say a word of inspiration to you. That changes you, man. That changes you because they're, they're there on their stomach crawling in the water, you know, 30 degree water. And, and, and just enough to say, hey, man, come on, brother. I got your hand. Let's go. That changes. And that was told to me about two crucibles ago that it changed his victim mentality right then and there when that occurred. You know, he was starting to feel sorry for himself. He was starting to feel sorry for him going through that. And he was, you know, aching and he was cold and he was distressed. But by that person, that teammate telling him, come on, let's go, let's move. Those words alone pushed him and changed him right there and say, you know what, if this guy's doing it and he's freaking trying to inspire me, shit, I can't be a victim. You know, I'm the weak link of my team. So he actually stepped up and graduated, which was very impressive. But to me, I remember that clearly because that tells me that who you surround yourself with could have a tremendous impact in your life. I couldn't agree more. And it's one of those things where if you're around excellence, you have no option other than to be excellent. I mean, they force you to elevate to that level. And adversity is what binds us, like you said. So when people are in the military, that's what binds them. When people are in law enforcement, that's what binds them is those hardships that they go through. And even in that moment, like you said, we may want to give up, but that's where the victim is. The victim is the one that is very selfish. But when you're thinking about people outside of you, it gives you a higher level of accountability. There's more gravity in everything that you do now. If you have a team, if you have a family, if you have a loved one, hell, if there's a person that is being attacked, they cannot defend themselves and you have to step up and be the guardian, it will give you a whole other perspective on what you should be doing. And it'll make you after the fact, re-examine what you've been doing up to that point. You're like, wow, I wasn't able to protect that person. What could I have done differently in the past? It's about taking responsibility, but more importantly, it's about empowering yourself. The reason why Rafa and I are talking about the victim mentality is because we've seen it. And frankly, we've lived it in some way, shape, or form. Until we've been in that place, it's impossible for us to help other people get out of it. And that's why it's so important. That's why you keep hearing that word over and over again. Discipline, ethos, belief, truth, warrior, mentality. That's how you get there. There's no other way, people. One of the questions that I ask my executives when I'm interviewing them is, have you ever protected your family? And they ask me these weird, you know, they're, they're like, what the hell are you asking me this for? Have you ever been confronted by danger or a situation where you had to step up and protected your family? So I took that and I actually started to the CEOs that I, I coach. I was well, one of my first questions. Have you ever been in a position where you needed to step up and protect your family? And they, the same thing. Well, why are you asking me that question? It doesn't even make sense. It has nothing to do with business. Guess what? It has, it has everything, everything. Yeah. to do with business, okay? Because that tells me your state of mind, your state of discipline, your awareness level, your focus point. It tells me a tremendous amount. Remember, it's, it's the little things, right? The little details, the fine little details in life that make that big bang, right? It's not the things that we, you know, that everybody sees, right? It's that, that the little things that we work on day in and day out that create the big bang at the end of the day. So when I started bringing this up to them, they initially was confusing for them, but then they started to see the lights, right? They started to see, wow, it makes total sense because everything is interconnected. It's who we are at our core. And I'll tell you right now, 
to me, and this is my opinion, a warrior-minded man cannot operate in any way, shape, or form true to himself unless he is capable of protecting himself, his family, or innocent people around him. That's it. I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's a very simple philosophy that I live by. I absolutely agree. And we've, we've seen it. I mean, we've taught martial arts for years. You see that person that comes in that doesn't have any confidence, but you're with them for six months. You train them. They do the work. They face the adversity. They face it. They go and seek it out. They seek that fear out. And what does it do? Again, like your crucible, it puts them through that fire and now they're stronger for it. Now they walk differently. Now, again, situational awareness just happens once you have that strength. And when you have that resolve of a warrior, you'll be surprised. And now you won't be intimidated by a pushy salesman or a person who's being disrespectful to your family or a person who could be a threat in the process. Just being aware of that can give you a confidence unlike anything else. And frankly, we radiate it because people see it. Like they may be, they may like give you a stink eye or whatever, but they will not mess with you because they know they're messing with a warrior and they don't want that. The people that are hurting other people are lazy and greedy by nature. They want the easy target. They want prey because they think they're a predator. But when a real alpha enters the room, you see the mood change. That's right. The loudest words are words that radiate. Okay. When you walk into a room, you've been there. I mean, like this man walks into a room. There's something about him, the way he carries himself, the way he, he looks, the way he speaks, the way that he, that's what we're looking for as warrior minded men to be that man. All right. Doesn't, doesn't not the guy in the corner that's yakking, gapping, bapping, beep, 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 right? Because when the warrior speaks, everybody listens. He may say only three or four words, but the reality is that boom, when he does that, there is impact. There's meaning behind what he's saying. It's like you said, it's about quality over quantity. With what you and I do, what we do is we try to condense and really make powerful the stuff that we have in our cup, so to speak. So it's very concentrated because now when we serve more people with it, instead of me not having enough gravity to be able to give this person something that really changes them, I would have to empty my cup to do that. But if I can just give them a little drop and it's so powerful and I only have to say two or three words, and that's enough to change that person. That's where the quality really comes together. That's where it's so empowering to others to see that because they want that. And when you have that, again, you're going to impact everyone around you. The decisions that you make right now can literally affect not just your family's life, but it can literally affect the crime rate around you because of the way that you hold yourself. It can change the way that people act in a homeless matter, anything like that, if you take responsibility. And if you have gravity like that in everything that you do, whether it be the quality of thoughts, the quality of food, the quality of exercise, the quality of mentality that you have every day, when you think of it like that and you raise your game, you'll see that you were just barely scratching the surface. 100%. I think society right now, as far as raising their game, you know, that's another word that I like to use, you know, raise your game. But the reality, again, is that... <laughs> People out there in the world don't raise their game. They, they stay static and they stay in that mediocre zone basically for years and years. And then they ask, how can I get out of it? You know, and all, you, all they got to tell you is, yeah, I've been doing the same shit over and over and over and over again for years, same way. Why? Because I'm fearful for changing and you know, thinking outside the box or doing things that are different or for that matter, investing in themselves, all right? Men in general are cheap motherfuckers, okay? They don't want to spend a dime. They'll go out there and they'll spend freaking three, four grand on a TV, okay? 
That's the bottom line. They'll go out there and spend three, four grand on a TV. They'll go and get the best iPhone and spend $1,500, $2,000. But when it comes to investing in their personal development and their personal growth, oh, no, no, no. A $1,000 course, $3,000 course, five grand, seven grand, you know, no. I mean, you have spent money on mentorship. I have spent a shitload of money on mentorship. Okay, on people coaching me and helping me. And, you know, and that's the reality of society. People, we live in 2021 right now. If you want to up your game, okay, find yourself a mentor, a good coach. And then from there, all right, take the steps necessary to start changing your life. And the reason it's so important to have that skin in the game is because people by nature do not respect what they don't pay for, period. They just don't. So if you have somebody that's saying, hey, I want to do this, and then all of a sudden, you hold their feet to the fire, they're just going to quit on you because they don't have anything invested. But when you're charging them something, something that kind of makes them go, maybe they flinch a second, that's okay. That's what you want because now they're invested. Now when it's time to do the work, now when you call them on their bullshit, all of a sudden they're going to decide, you know what? Yeah, he's right. And again, it may not be anything completely new to them. It's like, oh, I've heard that before. You may have heard it, but you're not playing for real with it. You're not actually putting it into your everyday life. And there's so many people that get stuck in that. And it's very easy to be stuck in that loop. Like you're saying, I respect something much more after I paid for it. And I learned even more from it because now I'm invested. I pay attention to it. I'm not trying to do two or three different things at the same time. It's like, I'm focused right there on that thing. Just like a martial arts class. I'm listening to you, the instructor. I'm not going to sit here to these other people that are listening. They're like, oh, well, I do that, but I do it like this. I don't care about these people's opinion. I care about your opinion because you're the guy that's teaching the class. You're the expert. And that's what I'm there for. So if you don't want to invest in yourself in that same way, you're never going to get to another level. There's going to be something that you have to invest. No doubt. And, and you know, you mentioned about the cup. Most people walk around with their cup, you know, like right in the middle, right? They, they don't know whether to empty it or that it's too full or they don't, and it, it's all off balance. You know, it's, they're not willing to just dump the freaking cup over, right? And just start from an empty cup. And every time you are learning from someone, absorb. Not everything is going to be something that you can use. But, you know, as Bruce Lee said, you know, absorb what is useful, man. Put that in your tool belt, things that you can learn. You can learn practically, literally from just about anyone. Really, if you sit down, even people that don't know shit, you can learn from. You can learn what not to do, right? So, you got to have that constant learning mentality. And as a warrior-minded man that you, you know, you're walking on this warrior's path, you don't ever want to give up an opportunity to learn, ever. So many people out there, I see them and they just go to these seminars or whatever. And they're just like, you know, it's all about hanging out with their friends. <laughs> yep. Right? I mean, you've been, come on, oh, you yeah. speak in seminar, you know, these events. And it's like, oh, you're just hanging out with your friends. And if you're going to go someplace and you're going to, pay and you're going to learn, you should have that studious attitude going in just to anything in life, right? So as a warrior-minded man, you know, one of the things that we teach is, listen, it's it's a call that field dominion, right? How you dominate your field, how, how you go out there, how you carry yourself, how you study, how you learn, how you interact with other human beings. It's so important. So that is a real pet peeve of mine when people go to these events that are supposed to be learning events and they just go there to mingle with others. Yeah, networking is great. Okay, but that can be done after, all right, you go and you learn and you study, right? It doesn't have to be like the entire event doesn't have to be that way. 
And I tell you, you know, from, from Conclave of Warriors and, you know, the events that I've put on and the events that I speak at, you know, I do that all the time. So, and I ask the audience many times, what did you get? I literally stop at the end. What are the three things that you got from this talk right here today? For the last 45, 50 minutes that I have spoken, what did you get out of it? And, you know, a, a good amount of people, but then you have the other ones that are like, uh, I really didn't fucking listen. I was just like on my phone or I was somewhere out there, you know? So then again, we add the presence of mind, the state of mushin, right? We add respect to that, right? You know, rei, which is Japanese word, right? Rei, which is respect, not only for you, but for someone else. There's so many little principles that go hand in hand that when someone is out there investing in themselves, you know, for God's sake, respect yourself enough to make that time worthwhile for you and respect yourself enough, Marcus, right? This is what I tell people to invest in yourself, believe in yourself, your worth, you know, believe me, you're worth that. You're worth that. So that's my perspective, man, in, in, in our society and, and weak-minded men, I can't deal with them. <laughs> I agree. And I, I want to be respectful of your time here, but you have an incredible podcast. You've had some incredible guests. Can you mention a few of the guests and maybe some of the things that really stuck out as a common theme between all of these incredible interviews that you've had on the, the Man of War podcast? Oh, man, I've had so many great guests. I mean, including you, you know, it was, it was great. You know, uh, you were one of my first and it's been, uh, you know, we took off from there. And to me, one of the most powerful things is learning and speaking and having dialogue with someone, you know? Definitely, you know, you go back and, and you have guys in the business world that are, you know, like Patrick Bet David, for example, you know, that guy's, you know, he's a very smart guy. You talk to him about pretty much anything and he's just a, a smart dude across the board. You know, we've had guys from the military side, you know, we've had like Craig, you know, Sawman Sawyer. Mm. He is out there doing God's work. You know, he's specifically focused on human trafficking for, for children. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and he, he stepped up. He's done unbelievable things for that. And, and I honor him for, for doing that. You know, we've had great authors like Stephen Pressfield, you know, one of my favorite yeah, guys. I love that guy. too. Yeah, man. Amazing. That's a great book. I'm halfway through that book too. So he's just a gifted dude, man. I mean, he speaks well. He is just a great author, you know, and I've had so many good people on there that have supported the podcast. And I can tell you that you just learn from everybody. And I've gone back to my podcast and just listened. And I realized at the beginning, I sounded like a geek. But, um, <laughs> as the years went by, I sounded, I guess, a little bit better. <laughs> but you look at it and it's just like, it's fun, man. Just, Mark, one of the things that I used to do is like, I used to go to the podcast and make sure that I edited all my like fumbles of talking or my, <laughs> yeah, I was like making sure that everything was like crispy, clear, mm -hmm. you know, now it's like the, the fuck. <laughs> you know, just just send it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, people are going to listen to it one way or another and there's a rawness to it. So, you know, I love the fact, man, we see a lot of things in life very similar. We are both warrior minded men. We live by a code. We want to serve and help others. That is so important. There's a clear mission and a vision. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it when I talk to you, which is important. You know, no matter what comes your way, you've been there and done that already. So you know how to handle shit in front of you and you will overcome, you will adapt and you will create on the fly. And I think this podcast, man, that you're doing right now is kick ass. And I think that this is truly 
for you, as we say, you're doing God's work and something that is very, very positive for everybody to listen to. Thank you, brother. I'm honored by your words. I was honored to be on your show, obviously. And I do feel the way you do. I have a feel like there's a big urgency in this message that we're talking about today. And I feel like there's a big responsibility for what the mission is. So by all means, I appreciate that. Where can our listeners find out more about you, about the Conclave of Warriors, about the Crucible, about your society, everything? Our main page is man of war, M-A-N of war dot live. There's links to all of that there. Our crucible, which is very popular, it's men of war, it's plural, M-E-N of war crucible dot com. And go to our landing page there. And if you're interested, you can submit an application. It's a two-phase selection process. Obviously, not everyone gets selected, but it's a process. Then you can go to conclaveofwarriors.com. That's our yearly annual event where we invite different guest speakers and then we create an atmosphere of really, it's all about the warrior mindset and it's all about you know getting better in every facet of your life. And we love that event. And we're going to be putting out now the Warrior Development Academy in March, which is an online development academy for warrior-minded men. And I believe it's going to be forgingawarrior.com. It's going to be the uh, website for that. And about your book, tell us more about that. I'm excited to get my hands on this thing. I am 90% through. It's kind of like a 30% biography. And then the rest of me just rambling about the <laughs> modern day warrior. <laughs> Well, I can't wait. I think, to- Marcus, what I've done here is I just, man, I don't know. I, I, I got to get with you about how you wrote your book because I'm all over the place. I have chapters here and there, and it's just like <laughs> so many things. So I'm happy to help you get through it and figure out what you want to put in for the meat. It, it's a process. It's like starting a business or anything else. It's like you write something one day and you look at it. The next day, you're like, man, that was complete and total garbage. And then the next day, <laughs> a week later, you pick it up. You're like, that wasn't half bad. So yeah. it's a big introspection for sure. So for yeah, sure, I, I love your message. I love everything you're about. Thank you for doing God's work. Thank you for doing what you do. And I can't wait till the next time we speak, my friend. Awesome, brother. Thank you for having me on and for your listeners. Let me just leave them with one little tidbit here. All right. No matter what happens in life, okay, the most important aspect is this, okay, to remember today is guaranteed, right? That you're living today, okay? Tomorrow is never guaranteed, right? Make sure that you are grateful when you wake up in the morning. Be grateful for just, you know, being able to breathe the air and putting boots on ground. All right. Know that. Feel that. All right, if you can truly wake up in the morning, have that sense of being grateful, I promise you it's going to start your day off so much better. Just that little tidbit. Couldn't agree more, brother. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Of course, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Okta Nonverba. If this message resonates with you, please share it out with others on social media. Hit that subscribe button and leave a review for the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. To learn more, please go to MarcusAureliusAnderson.com and join his Octa Nonverba Inner Circle to get exclusive content, news, and information. Until next time, remember, talk is cheap. Live your life based on actions, not words.